Thank you to every man, every woman who has prioritized and valued freedom for our nation. Thank you, God, for spiritual freedom, right? Uh, the Bible says, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And so in the natural and in the spiritual today, we celebrate freedom. We are thankful for freedom. It is so good to see you guys here today. Uh, the nine o'clock crowd this morning, I, I wasn't even going to share this initially, but uh, some of my friends around the nation went online only today, which I understand, but they went online only. Other friends did one service only. And when I stood up here for nine o'clock, it was front to back, side to side. It was amazing. And I come in here for second service and I see people sitting all the way in the back rows. And so I just want to give a shout out. I, I appreciate everyone online, but I am so glad you're in God's house today. I'm glad you're here. We do have a lot of people joining us online, and I'm so thankful for technology. A few of the names, we have the Stuckert family. Uh, Dr. Mike, we actually prayed uh, for your dad again between services. Dr. Mike, uh, I know you're at work, but your wife, uh, myself, several of, of the leaders, we prayed for your dad uh, today between services and just the tears and everything, praying outside, believing for a miracle for your dad. Uh, but Dr. Mike is listening from work. Philip Fairley, Christy Lee, John Barone, uh, Jenna Schroeder, her family, Rusty Gilbert. We're continuing to pray for a miracle and healing for you, Rusty. Ashley Porter, the list goes on. Storyside, would you welcome all those joining us online today? Let them know how great it is to have them. Let us never forget, let us never forget uh, why we celebrate July 4th. Uh, it's, it's the day that Will Smith saved us from aliens. Um, <laughs> that is so not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. I, I was reminded this week of the teacher who asked her class, teacher asked her class, said, do you know where the Declaration of Independence was signed? And little Johnny's in the back and he's waving his hand. He's so excited he has the answer. So the teacher said, Johnny, where, where's the Declaration of Independence signed? Little Johnny said, at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom. I want us to pray today that in the next 20 or 30 minutes, God would really speak to us. God would really speak to us. I felt such holy moments at our 9 o'clock service, and I'm praying that will happen for you here at the 1045 service, that uh, in... In our time together today, we're going to look at Luke's chapters uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4. As we look at these chapters in the Gospel of Luke, that God will give you and I some holy moments today. Some holy moments today. For that to happen, we have to exercise our faith. That's important. The Bible said the word profited nothing because it wasn't mixed with faith. So I need you to do your part on site and online. You have to mix your faith. The other thing that I think would be important is that we have to focus. Focus. And so sometimes we don't get everything out of the moment because we're thinking about bills or where we're going this afternoon or who's swimming or cooking out or Facebook or we just lose focus. So think about that. God, in the next few moments, help me to exercise my faith, help me to stay focused. Uh, and I believe that God will meet us right now. How many is ready to hear from God today? You want to hear from God? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for this moment today. I do believe that your people are hungry, even during worship, we're singing out, we're praising, we're worshiping. Your word now that's quick and powerful, let it go forth, your word that doesn't return void. Let your word speak to people today in this room and watching around the world even today. Pray that your word would speak to people's heart. Help our faith, help our faith to be stirred up to say, you know what, I'm ready for the word. I'm ready for the word today and help us to stay focused. Help us to stay focused and I believe that you can do something special, something supernatural in our time together today. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone said amen. amen. I want to talk to you today, uh, Luke chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. I'm, I'm going to look at a few of those chapters and just pull out some principles in those chapters. We've been going through the gospel of Luke, and I had so much. I, I literally cut out, I think, about half or three quarters of what I was going to share with you today just in the last day or two. There's so much information this week in my studies and reading, met with a rabbi for several hours, 
And so I want to pace even what you and I can process. And so I want to share with you, maybe not everything that I hope to share, but I, I at least want you to walk away with a couple of things today. And that is the importance of time. Everyone say time. Well, I want you to think about the importance of time in your life. And I would love for you to think about uh, the value of voices. So those two things, as we talked today, I want you to think about time, and I want you to think about your voice. I want you to think about your voice. I want you to think about voices in your life. Speaking of time, speaking of time, uh, I heard about the blonde that went to the job interview, and she gets to the job interview, and, and the, the interview's going well, and the boss says, the boss says to the blonde, I'm going to start you out at $10 an hour. In three months, I will raise you to $15 an hour. And the boss asked her, when would you like to start? She said, in three months. <laughs> I want to start in three months. Everyone say time. When you look at the average lifespan in the United States of America... The average lifespan is 78 or 79 years old. So if you studied, if you researched that, you would find the average lifespan in the United States is right about 78 or 79 years old. If you look at the average lifespan around the globe, around the world, you would find that the average lifespan worldwide is somewhere between 72 and 73 years old. When you look at your age, so I'm 48, when you look at your age and you hear some numbers like these, you realize how we need to appreciate and value every day, every day. Some of you that maybe didn't have loved ones as long as you wish you would have had them, you and I would realize the value of a moment, the value of a day. You know, studies tell us, this is a recent study, but studies say 80% of our time, time, we're talking about time, 80% of our time is lived ineffectively. 80% of your time would be deemed or determined ineffective. According to this study, it said that people miss moments, they're easily sidetracked, they're unproductive, they get distracted. You know, time is very important, time. Matter of fact, the Bible in the letter to the church in Ephesus, the Bible would say, redeem the time. In other words, take advantage of time. Don't miss moments. You want to redeem the time. We all have what we would call, there's three things. We all have time, which is what we're talking about right now. We have time. We have talent, which is your giftings, your abilities. And you have treasure, which is your resources. What are your resources in your life? You have time, you have talent, you have treasure. Ideally, we give those three things to God. When we sing songs like, you can have it all, you can have it all, well, it's not just a lyric or a line. That's really a goal. That's a desire where we say, God, I want to give you my time. I want to give you my talent. And I want to give you my treasure. So I ask you today, what matters most with your time? If you took your phone out today, your calendar, if you looked at the schedule of your life, what matters most with your time? If studies could say that 80% of our time is lived ineffectively, what is it that's causing us to live ineffectively? What matters most with your time? Let's make it personal. Who matters most with your time? I was reminded of the true story. 
I had a dad come up between services today and tears in his eyes, and he told me, Pastor Micah, my son and I yesterday had this exact same conversation. He told me, my son, my young boy, said the same line you said. This is a true story about Charles Francis Adams, the son of President John Quincy Adams, and the grandson of President John Adams, Charles kept the journal, and one day he entered in the journal these words, I went fishing with my son today, a day wasted. Wasted. This dad between services was telling me yesterday morning his boy wanted to fish, and he was thinking it would be great to rest, relax, drink my coffee, this dad between service, not necessarily that he used the word wasted, but sometimes we could feel that way, like I would like to just sit here and drink my cup of coffee. The true story is that his son, his son also kept a life journal, which this is amazing. This journal is still in existence. On that same day, his son, his name was Brooke Adams. Brooke made his entry in the journal, and it said this, I went fishing with my father today, the most wonderful day of my life. Time. What are you spending your time on? Who are you spending your time on? You see, if we were to say, I'm going to give you time right now, time, I'm going to give you time to write down the top five priorities of your life. Tell me the things that matter most to you right now. And you begin to write down, pen to paper or on your phone, the five things that mattered most to you. Maybe someone today on site or online could say, Pastor Micah, you know, my, my home matters most to me. If we talk about things, my home Maybe someone would say, it's my trailer, my condo, my apartment, my two-bedroom, my three-bedroom, or I have some acreage. I like acreage, Micah. That's what I, like. I like some space. Well, if you lost your home, we've had several people even the last few years that had fires and lost their home. When, when I was, I believe, 17 or 18, our house burnt down. They pulled my dad out of, out of the window. A trucker was passing. Pulled my dad out of the window. We lost pretty much everything. At that point, people would send us few random pictures they had of our family in early years, but we lost many of the things we had gone. But you can buy, even when we lost that house, my family got another house because you can replace a house. So, some people might say, my vehicle, my car, my truck, my van. Pastor Micah, I love, I love my car. Maybe you would say that to me. But even if that car was stolen today, if it was in an accident and totaled, we could get you another car. So some of you, you know, maybe you would tell me, I love my phone, my phone. That's what I love, my phone. Oh yeah. Look at all these young leaders looking down. Please don't say my name. Please just move on to your next point. Move on to your next point. Every one of them looked down like, I'm praying, I'm praying. That's what I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> you lose your phone, break your phone, but you can get another phone. Close all of these things, but you know the one thing that you're not going to be able to replace? Time. Last night, it's almost midnight, and I am researching, last night I'm researching the top selling products at Walmart. Some of you say, like, you have a boring life. <laughs> Fireworks, cookouts, parties, and you are researching top-selling items at Walmart. Yes, I actually went back to 2019. I was studying several years, best-selling, top-selling items at Walmart. It was actually very intriguing to me, all the toys, the products, things that they would have that are top sellers, that, are, that people are like, I've got to get that. You know the one thing they don't sell at Walmart? I mean, they may sell a lot of things. You may go automotive, you may go toys, you may go sporting goods, you got groceries, you got racks selling all of these gift cards and 
You know the one thing you're not going to find anywhere at Walmart today? You can't buy, can't buy more time. You can't buy more time. It's no wonder that the Bible would tell you and I to take time seriously. To place a value on time. In Jewish culture, they actually would use a word when they talk about time. They would use a word moad, M-O-A-D, moad, or moadim, M-O-A-D-I-M, moadim. This could mean time, but also it could mean assignments, assignments, seasons, moments. I try to pray every day. In the morning, several things, my family, my kids, I, I have lists written down in my prayer journal. But one of the prayers I pray for myself is I will pray, God, help me to be sensitive to the people that I could meet today that you need to talk to. Just help me to be sensitive to that. If someone needs you, they're helpless, they're hopeless. If I need to say something to them, I try to, I've, I've done this for years. Just help me to meet that person and it's unbelievable. Sometimes it could be a sidewalk, it could be a booth at a restaurant, it could be a seat on a plane. It's a lot of different things where almost the moment I meet someone, it's like I can almost just sense like, okay, this is it. I think every one of us have the potential for Moad, for Moadim, for assignments, for, mo for moments. I have no idea in my 48 years how many moments I've missed where I just got so busy and I'm going here and someone's calling and texting and a meeting and all of this stuff happening. I don't know the percentages, 80% ineffective. I'm simply submitting to you today that I think if we're not careful, we can miss Moad or we could miss moments. Moments matter. Moments matter. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, in those days, everyone say in those days. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Verse 6, and while they were there, the time came, the Moad came, the Moadim came, the assignment. In those days, Caesar Augustus, in those days, traveling. That's what they're doing, they're traveling. Maybe you would say, Micah, when we've traveled before, it's so chaotic. How much longer? When are we going to get there? Maybe you've run into construction or going to single lanes or you're lined up and you're like, why didn't I just stay home? Traveling is not always peaceful. They're going to register. There's going to be taxes, if you would. There's, there's going to be like governmental oversight. Maybe some of you would say, Micah, I don't even like that. I don't like, I don't like the control at times. I don't like... You know, I know it's 2,000 years ago, but I don't always like the taxes, or I don't always like the governmental control. Just think about the travel, the taxes, the pregnancy, the, there's no place to stay. And while they were there, the time came. I think in our lives sometimes, we could miss the moments because we're thinking there's no way that God would work in my life right now? Does he know what's going on in my family? Does he know what's going on with my kids? Does he have any idea what's happening with my job or business or school? There's no way that God would do something right now. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because while they were there, I just want you to think about this principle, while they were there, the time came. Some of those moments when I talk about, I don't have it all together, I don't understand it all. You know, I referenced it a few weeks ago to my pastor. I think it's like modern day miracles where God sends us on assignment to meet these people, these conversations. But if I was honest with you, there's tons of times that even when it takes place, my mind is telling me, you don't have time for the sidewalk. I've got to get there. Or I could get on a plane and be like, I want to close my eyes and nap. I want to sleep right now. I had a conversation with a lady a couple weeks ago. It was over three hours on a flight, over three hours. I wanted to sleep that three hours. My point is that we don't always look at the perfect moment for the Moad or the Moadim or the moment. 
But what if we miss those moments? What if we miss that time together? I want you to think about it today. When you look at these first few chapters in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, you're going to have 400 years, that's silence. You're going to have 18 years, 12 years, three days, eight days. One verse says in the days. Another says day and night. One says seven years. One says 84 years. One says at that very hour. Others say moments are while. That means real time. But all of that simply to say that I believe our lives are full of moments that matter. Our lives are full of moments that matter. And while a son says, fishing, the best day of my life, a dad misses it by saying, fishing, a day wasted. You see, some of the moments that could matter in your life could be moments of love, like it was for this son. It could be moments like a date day or a date night. It could be moments with family and friends and moments of love. Those are moments that matter. Moments of laughter, maybe on a serious note, moments of conviction. There are people who have changed their life in a moment. A moment where in a moment of conviction, they sat in a chair, they sat in a pew, they sat in a conversation. I've met people who have sat in their car or truck, people who have told me they've pulled to the side of the road. And in a moment, they begin to sense God telling them, there's more in you, or I have more for you. And everything changed because of a moment. There's moments of change. There's moments of choices, obedience, opportunity. Rabbi shared with me the other day when we met for hours, he said that Jewish culture would teach that it's very easy for us to miss moments. Miss moments. Where they present themselves, they could be a moment of worship. So we could be together. We could be worshiping. The Bible says God inhabits the praise. And how easy is it for you and I, for our minds to wander? We're thinking about bills or schedules or calendars. Or, and it's almost like you snap yourself back and three minutes, five minutes has elapsed. We have these moments. I've met people who have had moments of wholeness and healing. Moments of forgiveness where they have carried all of this baggage, all of these weights. Well, 10 years ago, this happened, and 12 years ago, there was an affair, and in my childhood, this happened, and Pastor Micah, my grandpa, and his anger, but I have watched people in meetings and counseling in moments like this. I have watched people take years and years and years of baggage and cast all of those cares in a moment. I've had people tell me they've left a service. It's an hour. I've had people tell me they've left a service and made a phone call or sent a text to someone they hadn't talked to in years because God did something in a moment. Moments like that you don't want to miss. I would love for a takeaway for every one of us. I would love for this takeaway to be something that you and I grasp. Don't underestimate the people or the places that God can use in your life. Don't underestimate the people or places God can use in your life. In those days, the time came. In those days, the time came. I I'm not sure with traveling and taxes and pregnancy and stress and all of that, anyone is like, God, perfect time, work now. While they were there, the time came. And while they were there, the what, what if on your job right now, God's saying, I want to do something. I have an assignment on your job right now. Hey, over here, can I, can I get your focus? Can I get your attention? While they were there, the time came. While they were living there, while they were staying there, while they were in this back space with a manger, a trough, while they were there, everything, and the time came. What if right now in your school, what if right now in your life, what if right now on that team, 
with that neighbor you have. People, people will say on average, you're gonna work 17 jobs in your lifetime. That's just an average. Some of you, I know you stay 20, 30, 40 years, but the average is you could work up to 17 jobs in a lifetime. Now, I know you're thinking you're just paying your bills. You're thinking I'm getting a paycheck. But from studies of wasting 80% of our life, what if God is saying, I don't waste a moment. I don't waste an hour. I don't waste a day. I don't waste eight. I didn't put you on this planet to waste 80% of your life. What if God is saying, I want to give you some God-ordained moments, but I need you to understand that I can work while you're there. I can show up while you're there. I can do something right now in your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss the moments. While they were there, the time came. I ask you today, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it in your life right now? What time is it? Can you imagine if this was the time for you to really, really, really forgive someone? Can you imagine if this was the time to restore a relationship? What if today, July 4th, what if today is the time for you to get serious about giving God your talent? You're like, I'll never sing again. I'll never serve again. I'll never volunteer again. I'll never help in my community again. And God is like, it's time. What if, what if today is your time to begin to grow like for real? You say, I've never raised my hands in worship. I've never surrendered to God. I've never clapped. It's just not me. But God is saying, I want you to give me your praise. I want you to give me. What time is it in your life? You know, they say 60, 70% of people don't give. They're like, you know, a bunch of money grabbers. I'm not giving to the church. And you stand up here and you hear this woman saying, you know, I feel like I've grown when I give. And I teach my daughters. It's not because we have to. Her name was Jill, but she's up here sharing that. What if God is saying the time for you, you need to get serious about your giving? What if that's your time? But what time is it in your life? Time is it in your life? That God is saying this is the moment. I don't want to wait another month. I don't want to wait another year. I don't want to be 2022 or 2023 and you're still holding on to that bitterness or that offense. What time is it in your life? What is the Moad? What is the Moadim? What is the moment that God is trying to get your attention? As we get ready to wrap up the message today, Luke chapter 2 says, And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow, until she was 84, I love these next few words, she did not depart. Can we say that together? She did not depart. She's worshiping. She's fasting. She's praying. And coming up at that, if you would, Moad, moment, Moadim. She's 84. Her husband has died. And coming up at that very moment, don't miss moments. In these final few minutes, think of it through this lens. Do you think Anna could have been bitter if she wanted to be? You think she could have been hurt? How about lonely? Could she feel like, why am I losing? Why have I suffered loss? I was very intrigued. Rebecca, when I met with Rabbi this week, I was very intrigued when he was telling me I wrote so many notes the other day, and I'm trying to just give you a fraction or a piece of those, but, but I was so intrigued the other day when he was telling me how widows had no pension plan. In any area of their culture, widows had no pension plan. There was no compensation. There was no care packages. It's why Jesus and other writers would value and prioritize and encourage pure religion, care for the widows. There was nothing for them. Rabbi shared with me that Anna would have lived knowing the only thing I get is what someone can give me. There is no plan. Now, when you look at 84 and age, I'm not going to ask anyone their age. I'm just saying over the years for me, I have, I have met a lot of people that once they get to a certain age, they're like, I'm done. These young people can do it. I'm not doing all of that. 
or people, you know, they'll even make movies about it, like grumpy old men, like grumpy people, right? That it's almost like a thing. She, she's lost a spouse. She's aged. With their culture, there's no compensation or care for her. To me, it would seem like the prime person to be like, I am so done, or I've had it up to here. But that's not what the Bible says about her, right? What's the Bible say? She's worshiping. She's praying. She's fasting. And at that moed, at that moment, at that moedim, she could have missed her moment. Maybe she even had people, Josie, maybe she even had people that told her, why? Why do you think this has happened to you? Why would God allow this? Maybe she could have had emotions begin to stir up or, or spill over some days. But when we hear her story, we hear about a woman who's still worshiping and praying and serving. You know, this week, Terry, when I was studying, I couldn't help because I know we're reading a story that's several thousand years old, but I couldn't help but starting to think in my own life of all of the Annas that I'm thankful for. People in my life that didn't stop serving, that didn't stop praying. I looked down, Billy, I'm just being honest, I looked down, you would be a prime person. When I think of people who could get mad at God, people who could get bitter and offended, I've met people like that. I've met people like, I, have, I will have nothing to do with it because this happened, this happened, this happened. I looked just in the last few years, your son passing, your daughter passing, your husband passing. I know maybe not everyone in the room knows all of those things, but you come in outside, big smile on your face. Happy July 4th, Pastor Micah. You're up here. I look down numerous times and I'll see you crying and maybe other people in the room have no idea why you're crying, but our message is back and forth. Pastor Micah, pray for me. Pastor Micah, this is not the easiest day. Pastor Micah, I'm struggling right now. But the reality is you are almost like a modern day Anna kind of person. To me, Billy, you're in the second row. You're singing. You're worshiping. And I just want to give a shout out to all of the people like you that don't stop serving the Lord they don't stop serving the Lord and maybe you have people in your life right now you have people in your life right now that the reason you are where you're at Zach the reason that you are where you are at in your life right now Chris is because there was some Anna's in your life that wouldn't stop praying they wouldn't stop worshiping and, and the reason we are where we are July 4 2021 is because we had some of those kind of people in our life and I want to I, I at midnight last night my iPad was powered down I powered it back up I, I started to add some more notes in my iPad last night. I was so stirred with this whole Anna part of the passage. I just want to speak to all of the parents, all of the grandparents that maybe you're not 84, but you're years and years into praying and believing, which she was, praying and believing for someone or something, and it doesn't seem like it's happening, and it seems like you're getting up in age, and it seems like time is passing by, but I just want to speak a word of encouragement and faith to you, Anna. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. While she was there, Anna has her moad. She has her moment. And I just want to speak. I just want to speak to your faith today. Don't stop. So we get ready to close today. You know, Storyside wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like Anna who didn't stop. Right? Because I don't think we blame, I don't think we would blame Anna. If I didn't read the passage to you, if I just told you, this woman's 84. Her husband's died. She can't get any type of care or compensation. She's just living on handouts. If I told you, she just wants to take a step back. She, she just wants to pull back some could be a lot of people say, you know what, if I was in her shoes, I would too. So we almost wouldn't blame the woman. But when I read 
She did not depart. She did. That's powerful to me. Jen, she did not depart. Worshiping, praying, serving, she did not depart. I think of StorySide. When we started over 18 years ago, we're in the basement of Park Place Hotel. And people would come and, you know, it's been bulldozed down since, but it always smelled so bad in there. <laughs> and I felt like every week people would point it out to me. When I look back now, we paid $600 a weekend to be in there for three or four hours, and they would be like, okay, time's up, out you go. You had to go down steps to get in there. There was no ramps or anything. I don't even know how it passed, whatever, but we're in that basement. They had a bunch of beer banners, not just signs, but like these big beer banners that would line all the windows. And people would often say that, oh, you're, you pastor the church with the beer banners, as the people, multiple times. And I think of people that were part of that season of Storyside. We were called City Church. I think of people. People like Junior and Regina. Regina up here that's on like push mower. Back when she was a single parent, two and a half gallons, she, she would have been there. I saw Bryce serving earlier. Bryce and Sarah Smith, Julie Hinklin, Jackie Elia. When I said Jackie's watching online, she would have been in that season. There's other names, but, but we go from there. Then we go to Mansfield Christian Gym. I was just so excited to get out of the basement. We go to the gym, and some people would say the gym was the toughest home we had out of all of them. Because in the gym, I was excited just to get some light and bright and all of that, but it echoed like crazy. You could never hear anything. So even in here sometimes, if you're thinking, well, the drums are loud or this mic or whatever, you ain't seen nothing. I don't even know if people would remember one sermon from the gym. Like I would say something and it would just reverberate and echo and our classrooms. My, my wife would go in because our two, we had two classrooms and they were both locker rooms. And Mansfield Christian was awesome in trying to help us, but we used locker rooms for classrooms. My wife would try to light candles and spray stuff. And the whole time we knew like people probably aren't staying. They're probably not staying. But Julie, Junior and Regina, Don and Jackie, Bryce and Sarah, there's other, but, but just some of the ones I'm mentioning, they stayed. We, we had a nursery in the entryway. You would come in the main entrance, and we used that for our nursery. So the main entrance was our nur the floor. We had a big blanket that we would put on the floor, and we would try to just corral and keep all the babies on the blanket. And I hate being this honest, but it's true. I would often think, like, this church is a mile up the road. This church is two miles up. I would think of churches that actually had, like, tables and chairs and carpet. <laughs> and I would think, they're not staying. Why would you stay on the blanket? Do you know? I don't even know if I'd have stayed on the blanket. <laughs> I'm serious. But then I fast forward to this season of our life. And I think we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for some Annas in my life that was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You and I have people like that in our lives. People that have prayed for you, believed for you. Time. How are you spending your time? How are you spending your talent and your treasure? If you get a chance, watch the 9 o'clock service. I shared a lot more about voices. I'm going to get into that now, but if you want to go back and watch it this week. But in a nutshell, Luke 1, 2, 3, and 4 is filled with voices. If, if you get a chance, so I went through and I circled in my notes all of the time in those four chapters, Zach, all the time, and it's everywhere. Every few verses, it's time, it's hour, it's years. It's, so time, time matters. The other thing that I circled in those four chapters was all the voices. So their word would have been kol, K-O-L. That means voice, kol. So you in the Bible have loud voices. So it's like the voice of thunder. You have loud voices in the Bible. Then you have what the Bible would call a still voice or a small voice. That's a bot kol, B-O-T, bot kol, B-O-T-K-O-L, a bot kol. That's a small voice. If you look in those four chapters this week, if you get some time to go through those four chapters, just look at all the voices. The voice of angels multiple times, 
to Mary, to Elizabeth, Joseph, voice of angels. You got voices of heavenly hosts. You got Zechariah. You got Anna. You got all these voices. You got the voice of Caesar Augustus. You got the voice of Herod. You get the voice out of heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You get that voice. You get the voice in Luke 4 of the enemy. So the devil, Satan, comes in Luke 4. If you're the son of God, make stones bread. Cast yourself down. You get the voice of the enemy. How many ever felt like the enemy tried to, to sidetrack you? So you get the voice in Luke 4 of the enemy. You get all of these voices. Do, do, me, do me a favor right now. Do me a favor right now as we get ready to pray. Will you all start talking to the person beside you? And you can be loud. Some of you are loud other times. You can be loud. It's fine. Just talk about anything. Now, don't stop talking. Keep talking. And if you're here today, keep talking. But if someone is here today and you've never given your life to Christ, and you want to accept Jesus, and you need to repent of your sins, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ. If you've never been saved, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ today. Some of you are stopping talking almost like you feel a little bit guilty. Like, <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I'm speaking, people could be getting up, going to the bathroom, three, four, five people walking around, like, I drank too much coffee, Mike. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Why just in the front row? Like <laughs> People can be talking, conversing. I pulled a prank on someone a couple weeks ago. I shouldn't even say this, but I pulled a prank on someone. They it was a family that sits back here and they had told another family, they had to move seats because someone over by them just talks the whole service. They're like, we can't even concentrate. So they had to move seats. So the prank was, I had to get their numbers. I didn't have their numbers, but I messaged the family who moved seats. And I said, hey, I normally don't do this, but it's come to my attention that you guys talk the whole service. <laughs> and I'm asking you to stop. They messaged me back, and they're like, hey, you got the wrong person. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. I kept it going for a while. They're both messaging me. And... My wife corrected me. It's fine. I've already been corrected. Uh, but it was funny in the moment. Speaking of 80% of your life wasted, <laughs> oh, that was about two hours. Uh, <laughs> My point is, if I was trying to give someone the opportunity to be saved, that's such a serious moment, right? That's a moment that matters. Can you imagine if I was saying, we're all born in sin, we need a Savior. If you're ready to turn your life around, if you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, you can do it today. The Bible says he'll forgive you, he'll take all of your sins, it's put into forgetfulness, you get a new beginning, a fresh start. Can you imagine if I was doing that and you guys were all talking like that? Like, wouldn't you think, hey, all of these voices, they're taking away from what matters most. Here's what I would tell you in closing. I think it happens every day in our life. I think we're trying to hear the voice of God, right? On your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're trying to hear the voice of God. And here comes Fox and CNN and ABC and CBS and... Here comes Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and then you factor in everything else going on in our lives. It's like all of the conversations, and you're like, I really just want to hear God in my life. So what, what do you do? What do I do? If we have all of these voices, how, how in the world do we live a life that hears the voice of God? You know, in Revelation, every letter that's written to the churches, it's going to say things like this. If the church could only hear, hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. Yeah. So that matters. Yeah. Who you're hearing matters. And so there's four ways 
There's four ways that I believe you'll see them on the screen. There's four ways I believe you can hear from God. Number one, you can hear from God through his word. If you want to start this week by getting a text scripture a day, one scripture a day, get a text to your phone. You can set up a plan where even if you just get a few minutes to start, not asking you to read through the Bible this week, you can if you want, start to finish, but start somewhere. God can speak to you through his word. God will speak to you through prayer and through his spirit. It's the second and third one. You see the the notes and scriptures that I'm giving on the app and things, but he'll speak to you through his spirit and through, through prayer. Number four, he'll speak to you through right relationships. He gives people, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, you know, Proverbs, he'll give you counsel through friendships and relationships. He'll speak to you through right relationships. So if you have all of these voices going on in your life and you're like, Micah, it's maddening sometimes. Can I challenge you? Let's take advantage Let's redeem time. Let's redeem time. And let's really make an effort in 2021 to not get so sidetracked with all of the voices that we miss the voice and voices that matter most. God's voice and right relationships. Let's be like Anna and not just start well. Let's finish well. I don't know how, when I say the average age, 78, 79, she's 84. But I would love, Paul, I would love for your story, for my story to be that we didn't get a certain age or a certain season of life and we waned or fell off. I went to Bible college in 1990. I don't want my story to be that we started well and then we fell apart at the finish. I want you and I, I want everyone that's listening to this message today to say, God, help me to endure to the end. Help me to finish strong. Help me to be like Anna, still worshiping, still praying, still fasting. How many wants that to be your story? As you close your eyes today, give me the opportunity to pray with you. 11.59, time, time. Maybe you could pray a prayer at 11.59. This could be a moment that would matter for you forever. You could pray the sinner's prayer. That means you acknowledge, I'm a sinner. I've seen people pray prayers, tears rolling down their face, nose running, heart racing, where they say, God, I don't even know what to say to you, but I need you, and I believe God hears that prayer. I've heard people say, I'm born in sin. I'm born in sin. I understand I need a Savior. I believe God hears that prayer. I've seen people who have said, my life is so far gone and so bad that God, if you have grace and mercy for me, I receive it today and I believe God has heard that prayer. I've met people that told me I can never forgive, ever. Micah, what I went through and what they've done, I can never forgive, but I've watched in a moment, in a moment, I've watched people forgive that they never thought they could do it on their own, but in a holy moment. What is your moment today? What does your prayer look like right now, just in the quietness of his presence? Why don't you talk to Jesus? Just with eyes closed, no one looking around, why don't you talk to Jesus right now? Why don't you just tell him, God, help me. Help me to be sensitive to moments. My Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, today, Sunday. I'm not saying it needs to be in a sidewalk or an airplane or a booth at a restaurant. But why don't you tell him, God, help me to be sensitive to my moments. When God is trying to get your attention with all the voices, I know it's not the row in front of you and the row behind you, but in those moments where God's trying to get your attention and you have all of these other voices that you would say even this week, God, help me to be more sensitive to your voice. When you're trying to speak to me, I don't want to miss moments. 80% of my life is too much to throw away. I want to fully, I want to give you my time, my talent, my treasure. 
God, I pray right now as people are just sitting in these chairs, both on site and even those online, I pray that you would speak to someone right now. Give them a moment. Give them a moed. Give them a moedi. Those priorities, I, I want what's most important to seek first the kingdom, my family, my faith. I want those moments to matter in my life. Why don't you tell them right now? Maybe it's not fishing with your son. It could be. But would you just tell God right now, when it comes to serving you, Lord, when it comes to my family, my faith, I want... I want my priorities right. I want to spend my time wisely. I want to redeem. I want to redeem the time. I had people today coming up to me, Pastor Micah, pray for me. I've never shared faith with my family. I've never, and they were giving me families' names. I've never shared the good news with them. Will you pray for me that I will have that moed, that moment with them? What a great prayer. God, open up the door for us to share the gospel, to share Jesus with our family and friends. Help us to be sensitive to those moments. If you're serious about telling God, I want to redeem the time, I want to have valued voices in my life, will you just raise your hand right now just as a sign of, a sign of telling God, God, I want it in my life. I want you to use me. I want the right voices speaking to me, and I want to make sure I'm using my voice to speak to my children, my grandchildren, my niece, my nephew. I want to use my voice as a positive voice. Hands are going up all over the room. God, I just pray even in this moment as people are praying prayers that matter, prayers of save me, prayers of help me to forgive. Prayers that say, help me to redeem the time. Prayers that are saying, God, let my my voice be a voice of value. Maybe others, I watch Billy even wiping tears. Maybe others like Billy that are saying, God, I want to finish strong. I want to be like Anna. I want to make it to the finish line. I still want to be worshiping. I still want to be praying. Hear those prayers today. Hear those prayers today. Help us to be sensitive to your spirit. Help us to walk in the spirit, to be led by the spirit. And I pray these prayers today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you thankful for his spirit today? You thankful for his word today? Would you stand all over the room with me? Can we sing this out to him? Would you tell him today, I give you everything, my time, My talent, my treasure, I give it all to you, God. You can have it all. Here I am, God. Here's my life. You can have it all. You can have it all. Here I am. Here I am. You can have it all. You can have it all. 